Hello and welcome to this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. This is episode 394. I am your host, Daniel Gregory. I hope you are having a great week. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to our little podcast here. I really do appreciate the minutes you give me out of your week each time you listen. So thank you so much for doing that. Don't forget, free Lightroom training the week of October 3rd through the 7th. Hit my website, danieljgregory.com. Click on that free pass button there on the homepage and get yourself registered for a free week of Lightroom training. I think you're going to enjoy it. There's some great classes up there. Also, I am going to be headed back to the Palouse this June for another round of amazing landscape photography. So stay tuned for more information about that. But that week of June, for those of you who had asked about if I'm going to be going back to the Palouse, yes, yes, I am. One of the things about photography that I find really interesting when we're looking at comparing and viewing photographs is when we look at them as individual photographs and when we look at them as a series of photographs or a sequence of photographs. And one of the things that I've come to note as I've been working with more and more people over the years is that while I still think we have a lot of steps to take in becoming much more proficient at reading, evaluating, and expressing how we experience a photograph or even critique a photograph, one of the things that I find so compelling is how critical we can be of the single photograph. And as we start to look at more photographs in a series or more photographs in a sequence, the more understanding we become of photographs and the more interested we become in photographs that we may have taken let's just call it a, a more harsh reaction to when viewed as the single image. And I've been thinking more and more about that over the past, I don't know, several months now. And one of the phenomena that I think causes that is we are quick to make snap decisions on limited information. And we see this on news stories. We see this in political conversations. We see this in conversations with relatives, we see it with family, we get a little bit of information and we leap forward and make a whole lot of assumptions about something in an absence of information. We're missing enough of the picture to get a more complete understanding of what's going on. Now, we still may not have a comprehensive understanding, but we're lacking some critical information to help us better contextualize what the conversation is about. And I think a lot of times when we look at single photographs, it becomes very easy to fall back into the trap of I like this photograph or I don't like this photograph or to be dismissive of it because it lacks something that we find interesting, something that we find compelling, or we just don't quote unquote get it. But when we look at the broader series, when we look at the next image and the next image and the next image, it provides some additional meaning and support for understanding that one photograph. And in many cases, we take what is a series of one photographs that may all extensively have the same problem, and we put them together into the series, into the sequence, get them in the right order, and all of a sudden, each one of them becomes so much more interesting, so much more engaging. And I think, it, again, it goes back to, we can start to see that there is a consistency of seeing, a consistency of processing, a consistency of being as the photographer. And... As other photographers, we know the challenge that that presents. It, be, it is difficult to shoot to your true self. It is difficult to edit to your true self, to process to your true self, to sequence to your true self. And so when we do see that, 
I do think we understand the challenge that presents and we become more understanding of that process. We become more understanding of the work because we understand the work part of work. And when other people who aren't photographers look at that work, again, the additional images provide them more context to evaluate and understand how the images are done. Now, the interesting thing about this is if you are, say, a person who is active on social media, and let's say like you're a night photographer, and every day or every couple of days or once a week, once a year, whatever you post to for social media, if you're active on social media, I assume you're doing it every couple of days at a minimum, you're posting up images of night work, night photography. And some of them might be landscapes, some might be urban, some might be portraits, some might be light painting. They're just all sorts of random, what seem to be random, light night work or dark night work. Whatever you're photographing at night. I just realized as I was saying that, that made absolutely no sense. Anyway, rather than edit it out, I'm just going to pretend I didn't say it. The totality of when somebody goes up to look at those images does provide the context to understand what is interesting to you as a photographer. Is it light and shadow? Is it the juxtaposition of light and shadow? Is it the surreal nature of color? Are you moving into black and white so it's got more of a sense of noir about it? Maybe it's a callback to Brassai. Whatever it is, you've got some, we've got more understanding of who you are as the photographer, even without it being a complete series. And so this is one of the things that I think as photographers that in our own work that we could go back and do is look at dominant buckets of images that are pulled together. And within those dominant buckets, so I have my landscape work, I have my city work, I have my portrait work, whatever I have. In there, start to look at what are the dominant themes in that bucket. Then go in and start to edit. Edit doesn't mean process. Edit means call down your images to a small subset and then look at how that either changes or reinforces or diminishes some of the assumptions you made when looking at the larger bucket. Do you, in fact, when you narrow down your body of work into something that now is what you feel is more cohesive, do you have a deeper awareness into the broader sense of photography? Because that's one of the challenges I think a lot of us face in understanding our own work is we know what we photograph. Some of us might even know why we photograph. But the what is it that I'm attempting to do with this that I photograph? What am I saying? What is the message I have? What is the meaning and purpose behind it is often the thing that sticks with us. That's the whole reason I have my Meaningful Image Workshop that I run every year is about helping dive into understanding the meaning of that work. Because I do think it's hard and I do think it's a challenge. And the biggest piece of that is, again, I think people work from the isolated image. We don't work from a set of images. And then I also don't think we understand the value of understanding that a funnel, where we have a lot of images that we work to a narrow point on, can be inverted. And we can start with the narrow photograph, the single photograph, and we can expand that into the wider bucket. So sometimes diving from wide to narrow is as effective as working from the single image to a broader context. So starting with that one image and building around it could also be interesting in helping you understand and identify 
what is it about the photograph that is speaking? What is it about this set that's speaking? And as you do that, I think what you're going to find by starting with your own work, outside the joy of understanding maybe more about your own photographic process and the way you photograph, I think you'll also find that it becomes easier when you're standing in front of that lone image to start to imagine and contextualize other images that might be around it. So we talk all the time about how photographs should tell stories, which is one of those things that, yes, one of these days I'm going to rant hard on that particular topic, but that photographers are storytellers. I actually think everybody's a storyteller. It goes back to our 100,000 years ago when we were evolving, we were narrative storytelling people, and I think that's continued, and I think we all tell stories, whether it's gossip, write novels, share things at work. We're storytelling creatures by nature, and I think one of the things that we can do is when we look at photographs, we can imagine the other photographs that might be around that. What are the other photographs that could lead up to that and away from that moment that the photographer was taking? You get that sense when you look at a contact sheet. You know, if you get the book Magnum Contact Sheets or the book Contact Sheets and you flip through there, you can see that these iconic photographs that we consider to be the moment of amazing photography oftentimes have five, six, eight shots that lead up to them and three or four shots that lead after that moment as we're anticipating what might be the correct photograph to make. That sensibility can be ours as viewers as well as we start to imagine what was the scene like? I'm looking at a photograph on my wall right now of this old abandoned building from a small town in eastern Washington. You know, and I can look at that photograph solely as how are the tones? How is the expression? What does it feel like to look at that photograph? And at the same time, I can also imagine what is it like to walk down that street? What other things do I imagine would have been on that street that might have caught my eye as the photographer? What other things might have caught their eye as a photographer? Did they isolate certain small elements? Did they get enamored with the texture? What did they look at? And then when we start to think about all of those possibilities, we can start to imagine that photograph, whether it's an isolated photograph or not, as part of a bigger construct that we call the experience of life through the image. And that really then speaks to the power of photography. Am I changed and altered by the images I look at? Or not. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you want to know whether I think a photograph is good or not, that's probably, if I had one criteria, am I changed as a person by looking at that photograph? If I look at it and I'm like, yeah, it's nice. That's it. It's nice. But if I look at that photograph and I think, wow, you know, that's an experience I haven't thought about, or that's a way of seeing I haven't thought about. If I'm somehow shifted in that process and that approach, that photograph becomes something more. And I think part of getting to that point with photography is allowing our own imagination to run and to build that sequence of images, even if we're looking at the isolated image. And at the same time, when we look at the sequence of images, to be thankful that we're getting a more complete picture, a more complete story that that photographer is trying to share with us so that we understand more about not just the photograph, not just more about the photographer, but more about ourselves in the context of that sequence. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes out of the week with me again. I really do appreciate that.
makes my little uh, heart happy to know that you're out there listening. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, just click on that little subscribe button on whatever platform you listen on, and that way you'll get notified of all the updates, which are normally on Monday mornings. I say normally. They have been for 394 weeks, so I don't know why I say normally. They're on Mondays, so you'll get those updates then. Don't forget to make sure you've signed up for my newsletter. So if you hit that website to sign up for that free Lightroom Pass, sign up for my newsletter, and then you'll get to stay up to date on all the workshops, news, and information coming out of the studio. Thanks so much, and again, have a great week.